have conversations about getting dirty and growing strong through exploring the Pachamaya healing model. If you're enjoying our content, there are many ways you can show your support, including posting a review on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform, or by joining our mailing list at wherethelotusgrows.com. Leaving a review will get you an on-air shout-out, and joining our mailing list, you'll get a monthly email full of inspiration to keep you on track. You can also become a supporting member on patreon.com slash wherethelotusgrows, where your kind support is rewarded with additional gifts and content we've created just for you. We've chosen not to have advertisers, so the only way to keep our show going is through your generous Patreon support. We hope that our podcasts uplift you in your world. If you benefit in any way from our show, please become a supporting member. Kim and I also see clients privately. If you go to the website, there is more information about our private practice website as well. Where the lotus goes. Where the lotus goes. Creditarians. Getting dirty and growing strong. Welcome back, Creditarians. We're glad you're here. So, Kim, it's time for an update. How are we feeling? Uh, today's a good day. I feel pretty good. And um, I just entered or finished phase one of chemo, which was four treatments over eight weeks. And uh, a week from today, I will start phase two of chemo, which is a weekly treatment for 12 weeks. How, how so, so far it's been, and this will be a different cocktail. Right. Will. Yes, it's a totally so you different won't know. drug. You won't, yeah, you so won't I, know how you I feel. don't know. The first, uh, the first phase, it feels like you have a hangover for a week. Okay. That's the best way I could describe it. So For the um, whole week? For the whole week. Ugh. So once I get acupuncture, then it starts to, the chemo fog starts to lift and the bloating and kind of that heaviness that you feel when you have a hangover Mm -hmm. um, all of that then starts to lift and I get about three days of feeling pretty normal and then I start the process again oh so the only thing that I have to imagine looking forward is am I about to enter a 12-week hangover phase which doesn't sound very fun (laughs) not at all so no that sounds awful um so breaking it down a little bit what did you notice changed like did it affect your sleep your eating habits like where where were you where where have you been at comparing this to normal it has affected my sleep so the amount of steroids that they put into you Mm -hmm. Um, like if I have an infusion on Thursday, Friday, I'm pretty amped up from all the steroids. Um, and so it's difficult to sleep Friday and Saturday. I have been taking RSO, which is a cannabis tincture, and that has been helping me sleep. Um, I am up like a good night would be up three times using, taking a bio break. Mm-hmm. A, a rough night as I'm up every hour taking a bio break. 
Mm. And that again is the steroids, you know, processing things through my body. Right. So it's difficult to get deep sleep. And then when I do take the RSO, sometimes I'm, my body is so fatigued and heavy that then it's difficult to, you know, get myself to the bathroom without injuring myself because I'm in such a deep sleep. So our, our only restroom right now is downstairs. So sometimes when I feel too unsafe to walk down the stairs by myself, I have to wake up my caregiver and then he walks in front of me and I hang onto his shoulders and he gets me downstairs and I use the restroom and then I can get myself back up. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, you, you don't want to add, I took a header down the staircase. <laughs> yeah. You don't <laughs> want that at all. Of everything. <laughs> That's yeah. Happening. Well, who knows? You might have to, uh, port a potty it. If yeah. this, <laughs> if this treatment, well, we is. have all of the uh, goods for to finish our upstairs bathroom, so okay, I'm, I'm hopeful that it will come to fruition quicker rather than ladder. <laughs> yeah, at least at least the um, the throne part of it. Yes, right. <laughs> I, I, the throne and the tub of what or what I'm asking for. Just get those two things done. I don't care what it looks like, but those two things would be helpful for me at this point um, in my healing. Right. Uh, you asked about food. So mm-hmm. taste hasn't changed too much. There are foods that will immediately give me mouth sores while I'm eating them. Okay. Things like um, pineapple or a tomato or so something that has things. acidic. Yeah. I, I can immediately feel mouth sores developing. But I do this mouth wash um, with baking soda and salt four times a day. And if Mm -hmm. I do that, then I don't get mouth sores. I keep them at bay, which, you know, when you talk for a living, it's kind of important, right? Yeah. My aunt, um, who has gone through this before, said the mouth sores were one of the hardest parts. Um, Clove oil was also helpful for her. Um, What about, like... You, I mean, you kind of said activity-wise, but your practices, have you shifted anything with your practice? Yeah, so I was at the beginning really able to keep up my daily activities uh, for personal practices. And then halfway through, I started getting blisters on top of blisters for walking. Mm-hmm. And that has decreased my, I used to walk 2.2 miles in the morning every day. That has decreased um, in the last three weeks because my feet are so tender. Um, Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to have blisters on top of blisters. And my oncologist said some people get this hand and foot um, disease. Mm -hmm. In my layman terms, terms, uh, I think there's so much heat in my body. But then the heat of walking, even though they're broken in shoes, their socks, you know, all of that stuff, um, there's just too much heat there. And Mm -hmm. I've started to get some hot flashes, which means that um, they thought chemo would finish shutting down my ovaries and take me out of Mm -hmm. perimenopause and move me into menopause. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that that's starting to happen because I'm getting, you know, the full body um, sweats and things of that nature, which... In 95 degree weather that we've been having is quite uncomfortable. Yeah, (laughs) man, not the perfect timing. 
but none of this has been great timing yeah. for you, Kim. So I'm so well, sorry. I mean, is, there, is there ever really a great time? No, there's so probably not. <laughs> probably not. Not at all. Um, so what, what other things have you noticed have changed? You've been able to maintain. Uh, I've been able to eat. It's a little difficult to like right now. I am having a hard time eating salads and that like vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I have talked to some of my um, clients who have been oncology patients themselves. And they said, yeah, there reaches a point where it's a little more difficult to eat the healthier food. It doesn't settle as much. Um, mm-hmm. One food that I really crave is potatoes and rice. I really crave those right after chemo. Uh, they said water would change its taste. I don't know that it's changed that much for me. I've been lucky in that regard. And if I keep up on my nausea protocol, it hasn't affected my eating. So I can still eat three. I'm still eating three square meals a day uh, with that. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that you seem to feel best after acupuncture. Um, Did you consider like kind of moving your appointment around to see if you could feel better sooner? Or are you just, if it ain't broke, don't fix it? Well, the uh, thought process from my acu, so acupuncture works with your electrical system. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the things that are affecting my hands and feet, again, is the nervous system, right? The electrical system. Mm-hmm. Um, and going into the second phase, there is a higher occurrence of neuropathy. Okay. So while I enter the second phase, I'll be holding on to four bags of ice, one for each hand, one for each foot. And I'll be trying to keep that for two and a half hours. Oh, my. The idea is that the nerves will constrict. So as the medicine floats around, it will do less nerve damage. However, my oncologist said, statistically speaking, those that get traditional acupuncture tend to have less neuropathy damage. So when I was planning out my acupuncture plan with my acupuncturist, uh, you know, there's this idea of not wanting to interfere with the chemotherapy and mm-hmm. giving the chemotherapy its time to work. And so if I had infusion on Thursday, the earliest she was willing to see me was Tuesday. Okay. So now as I go into the 12 weeks, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be doing, I'll be going every single week. So I lose two days. Thursday mm-hmm. is chemo day. Tuesday will be acupuncture day. I don't have an acupuncturist in my hometown. I have to drive uh, 45 minutes one way to get to my nearest acupuncturist. Right. Um, so, it, you know, it takes a, by the time I'm, I'm there, I get two-sided acupuncture, which takes anywhere from 90 minutes to two hours by the time I'm done. So it's mm-hmm. a good four-hour day when I do that. Right. So just the whole day. Yeah. So no, that work makes in the sense. morning. Work Back. in the morning, I have lunch and then I head to the acupuncturist. Yeah. Back to the uh, neuropathy prevention for a quick second. So this is protocol for the chemo that they give you bags of ice to hold on to and put your feet in? It is, yeah. And it is not painful? Well, because or you don't, this, no. I don't know because I'm going to start the second half. Mm-hmm. which is when they want me to hold on to the bags of ice because the second half of the drug they use in the second half of my chemo, I guess, creates more neuropathy. Okay. 
And then just so, because, you know, you think about those tests, like those mental acuity mm-hmm. tests where you stick your hand in the ice cubes and oh, try yeah. to hold it in there for as long as possible. And it gets so painful. And so the well, idea think, of holding on to ice bags. Well, you and I just listened to a, a podcast where they were talking we about did. that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was listening to that going, you know, because I'm already like, how long am I going to stay? Then the oncologist is like, you know, try to hang on to it as long as you can. And I'm like, how much of my yoga breathing can I do here? Because I'm right. a healer, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like like uh, my caregiver gives out for me. He's like, no one wants to lose feeling in their hands and feet. He's like, stop saying that you're more important because you have to have feeling in your hands and feet. He's like, everybody needs feeling in their hands and feet, which I don't disagree with. But Correct. as a healer, I feel a lot in a body. And mm-hmm. so I'm really worried about you know, will I be able to, I stand for a living. I feel with my hands to feel things in the body. Will I still have those sensations and how will that affect me going forward as a healer? It's weighed on my mind since the beginning. Absolutely. No, that's, I think you're, you're perfectly sound in that logic (laughs) to be, to be probably more concerned than most. I mean, nobody wants to lose it, but it is, it is your bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's highly important. I just find that really fascinating and they must switch out the bags because ice isn't going to stay ice for two hours. So no, no. And what's interesting is she's like, you know, they'll give you the bags of ice and then they'll give me a warm blanket for my torso. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. Uh, so I'm like, okay, we're going to see how this all goes. And right. I- I'm nervous. The other thing, so I kind of, I don't know how to describe this and maybe you can help me. I wish I had the same people accessing my ports and doing my chemo because you could develop a comfort level with certain nurses. Right. You know, if if you had the same location, but I'm not in the same location all the time. And so Um. things are different and I always have different people. And, uh, you know, there's always this, you, you have to redevelop trust Mm -hmm. each and every time with them. So my last, my next to the last session here in the first phase, there was a lady next door to me that was having a reaction to her Mm -hmm. first phase of phase two. And so it was difficult for me to sit and witness that. And so that's in the back of my mind with this. Um, The nurse practitioner to my oncologist said, you know, we're going to enter it with a positive mind. She gave me the statistics of people that have um, reactions. And she's like, there's a whole, everything is just a different set of drugs. Because, you know, there'll be different prep drugs that they'll give me this time Mm -hmm. uh, for for the tax all that I'm sure. about to have. So. Well, and you don't know whether or not that lady had pre-existing conditions or was on other medications. Do you know what I mean? You're kind right. of starting this a clean slate. The only meds that you're on are the chemo meds. Right. So you That's don't know point. her reaction could have been caused because she takes something else, you know, for something right. else. Um, so, or she could have comorbidities that you don't have. So it could be a number of things. Um, I wanted to ask you, you got the Apple Watch to kind of keep track of your health stats. Have you noticed anything different there? Or are you tracking? 
other than that info i'm terrible at wearing this electronic device (laughs) (laughs) you know i i don't um i i embrace technology Mm-hmm. But I don't have my phone on me all the time. It'll sit on the counter at work, you know, or the desk. Sure. Uh, and so it's just odd for me to have this electronic device that's always, you know, telling me these things. You know, it's telling me to breathe. It's telling me to stand. It's telling me to whatever. But one of the things when I was setting it up that I found interesting is I set it up for, you know, their standard things. And, and I'm like, I blow their process out of the water. Um, nice as far as activity and stuff your movement and all of that yeah right yeah and I I mean I'm going through cancer and I still get 10,000 steps and that kind of thing nice so um yeah I'm just not very good at wearing the thing (laughs) (laughs) which you know the whole the whole premise to get it was that if I'm out on a walk or bike ride and I have an oopsie a health oopsie, you know, my caregiver could find me. Uh, it's, it's set up. So if I fall down, someone's called. So I've been making jokes of, you know, like I've fallen and I can't get up watch, you know. Right. <laughs> We've come a long way since those yes. days, yeah. since the life alert days. <laughs> yes. I'm dating myself probably with that stuff, but no. we, we um, all remember. Yeah. So the watch, <laughs> the watch is helpful in that regard. Good. Yeah. I'm just, I'm sure you're thinking the same, the scientist in you wants to be like, I wonder what I was like before all of this. Like, I wish I I had that data before. Of course, I'm not your average patient. So before Mm -hmm. I meet my oncologist that morning, I send an integrative assessment about myself. Yeah. (laughs) To which the first time uh, she printed out and she had it. And I was like, oh, she printed it out. She's actually looking at it. Uh, the second time, uh, she was like, how long does it take you to write this? I'm like, 10 minutes or less. And she was like, interesting. Uh, the third time, you know, they uh, had it. And I, of course, I'm talking about my tongue. And uh, the nurse practitioner has done some Eastern uh, medicine training. And she was like, oh, the tongue is so important. And she's like, I agree with you with what's happening with your tongue. And she scheduled uh, an extra bag of saline. Oh, nice. Which was super helpful. And I thought that I was getting an extra bag of saline, but uh, I guess I wasn't. And it made a world of difference. I haven't had any kidney spasms. Um, I felt not as bloated. I mean, I still was because my clothes didn't feel, but I didn't have that heavy, like weight bloat Mm -hmm. in my gut. Um, I, my, my energy felt a little bit better. Um, so it was really nice because I know you and I met for dinner and I actually felt not too bad because I had had that extra saving put in me. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that was, that was super fun to pretend to be all normal again. I know, wasn't it? <laughs> the whole, the whole date was so normal in these crazy like, times. Yes. And it felt like such a treat. It was, it was wonderful. I so I put a sundress on. Right, which was beautiful, by the way. I really like that dress. What is your, I guess, what are you feeling going into that? You said some apprehension because you heard someone, and nobody wants that, <laughs> next to them. You, you heard someone have a reaction. Yeah. Um, I guess give me your 
top three fears and then let's think of top three good parts of this stage. And I'm sorry, that's my cat. Stop! <laughs> Max is, uh... Max yeah. needs to make a cameo. He hasn't made a cameo in a while. He was in our very first one. It's been a minute, yes. But now yeah. he's banging on the door. And it's not even the door to get out of the room, Kim. It's the closet door <laughs> that he's pawing at. There's nothing in the closet that he has any business with. <laughs> um, my top my top fears going into this is, oh, my God, I'm going to have a 12-week hangover. What right? am I going to do? And I'm not a person that calls off work. Mm-hmm. And... You know, my caregiver has said, you know, you might have to call off a couple times. And are you prepared for that? And I am absolutely not prepared for that. So that's a mindset there. The Mm -hmm. other part of it is, is is my body going to hold up to these next 12? And so, um, you know, the oncologist and the nurse practitioner have said, we'll stop treatment because you want to have organs left. You want to have hands and feet left. Like we're not going to push you beyond your limit. Um, But that, that is, you know, there in the forefront. Um, And I, you know, I'm just trying to stay, but I guess it's not a fear, but it, I'm more just trying to stay focused on the phase uh, the studio has a, a, a bag of sunshine for me so that on days that are hard, I can reach in this bag and pull something out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the people who put it together said, you haven't pulled anything out of that bag. And I'm like, cause I'm really waiting. Cause I think the 12 weeks is going to be like a marathon. And right. I think I'm going to be pulling in that bag every single day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but then th- that goes back to my scarcity thinking, right? Because why couldn't I be pulling something out of the bag? Because the bag could be replenished. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I'm struggling with perfectionism, scarcity is probably my two biggest fears. All right. So what about good things? I can help you troubleshoot if you when I catch myself in a negative spot, my Mm -hmm. mantra is my body is a self-healing miracle. I'm filled full of trillions of healthy cells. I love that. My my other thing is is I'm doing my best when I my perfectionism gets in the way. My my go to phrase for that is I'm doing my best. The rest is up to God. Nice. Uh, I also when I don't feel grounded, uh, go to I'm light as a butterfly, strong as a tree, centered in the uh, hub of my wheel of life to reground mm-hmm. myself. Um, my spiritual healer had a conversation with me yesterday. I had a two hour session and um, she was asking me at the end of your work day, do you feel depleted? And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, heck yeah. Well, yes, I do. And she's like, so you need to get, make your work days right now to where at the end of the day, you're not completely depleted. And when you wake up in the morning, you have some energy to go to work. And if you can't answer yes to those two things, then you've overdone it for your day. Right. Kind of giving you a fence post. Right. And as a type A personality, um, I need that. And then she, uh, then she took it a step further and said, you're a healer. So right now your healing needs to be directed inward towards you versus giving it to others. And if Mm -hmm. you're not protecting that reserve, 
then, you know, you're, you're in trouble. Right. And that's difficult for me because I have these wonderful clients that, you know, all need healing energy and, and they're being really great. I mean, my clients are, have been spectacular. I think it's more of a, a thing that I put on myself. Right. Because they all say, Hey, if you got to call off or Hey, if you need to sit down or if you need something like, like no one's given me any flack about it. Right. Yeah. Oh, everyone um, is more than understanding and accommodating to you. Right. And it's, it's just my, it's, it's my idea of what is a superior service. Right. And the expectation that I put on myself. Yeah. So I think you're doing a good job of um, recognizing that and maybe scaling back a little bit. I think that's wonderful. I love my yoga nidras that I've been doing um, kind of as a fundraiser because I know that I'm going to need some surgeries. And with the pandemic, the studio savings account was wiped out. So I'm trying to do these yoga nidras to keep the business driving forward, but also to build up some reserve funds so that I could take surgery time off and not have to worry about it. Right. Uh, And, you know, both times I've done them, I have gotten stellar feedback from the people who are participated in it. But I, but I'm not happy with the delivery of my service. Why is that? Well, because, you know, I'm trying to do all this fancy electronical stuff and, you know, add different components in rather than just being true to who I am and it's okay how it is. So I've been Mm -hmm. trying to get like this teleprompter to work so that my 17 page yoga nidra that I spend time writing, uh, I'm not glancing down at a paper because who can remember 17 pages of a yoga nidra? (laughs) I'm trying to use a teleprompter and I've been struggling with the teleprompter. And finally, just this last time, Nick said to me, he's like, why don't you just give up the teleprompter stuff? And who cares if you glance down at your paper? He's like, I think you get too nervous trying to get all the technology to work. If everyone that's participating is in the NEDRA, are they even looking at you? No, they are not. They're all. So then they're not going (laughs) to know what you're doing anyway. It doesn't even need to be you. Right. On and the these, are the, these are the silly things, right? That I create additional stress over that doesn't, my clients aren't putting that on me. It's something that I'm totally putting on myself. Yeah. Absolutely. And you could even, I mean, you know this, you know all of this stuff. You could pre record if you needed to. Yes. And greet everyone and get everyone ready. But if you were too tired or it was too much, you could just play a pre recording. And they would not know the difference (laughs) because their (laughs) eyes are closed. Yeah. So these are things that I have (laughs) been chuckling about myself and observing about myself and being like, you know, like really, Kim? (laughs) No, it's it's good to have that self-reflection though and that introspection because when we can when we can do that and we can kind of have a a little chuckle. Um and see ourselves from a lighter side, um, it really helps to quiet that critical voice. Mm. And that critical voice isn't something that you need right now either. 
that's not going to help you with your healing. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're right. And, and I mean, the person that helps me out with my technology stuff, she even said to me, she's like, wow, you're an actionista. I didn't expect you to be sending me uh, this amount of work. Not that she's ungrateful right. for it, but she's just mm-hmm. like, whoa. And, uh, you know, I, it's just me always moving forward. And, you know, because on the other hand of it, um, and I don't like to go here because I need my ego right now to make it through all of this. Sure. But the other part of me is, is that I, pre-pandemic, I had a lot of workshops and stuff that were all on paper. And through the pandemic, I've been changing the business technology and laying down a platform that I can start to turn those into on-demand courses, mm-hmm. which will be very helpful. Uh especially in moments like this, right? When maybe I can't be present, but people could still support me by purchasing an on-demand course. Um, There's the other part of me is of what if I don't get my work digitized and stamped and marked for generations to come. Right. So kind of that legacy weight is also there. I feel that. I feel that. But it will be what it is supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know. Um, worst case scenario, it won't matter to you anyway. Right. <laughs> so you'll be on to, to greener pastures. Um, what I was thinking as far as um, kind of discussing fears, but also going into some of the positives having had these conversations with you prior, I think this first phase has really not been as terrible as it could have been. No, it's gone better than I thought it could go. The, after the first treatment, uh, lymph nodes seemed to have gone down. Mm-hmm. I could hold my arms uh, at the side without having to shift them. The second treatment, uh, my breast was kind of a beet, kind of cherry red, and now it's a soft pink color. Mm-hmm. How's um, the pain the, still? The pain went down after uh, after my first and second treatment. Pain has gone down. So now I, I've actually, like, when I put my swimsuit on, I'm not in pain, which kind of has a built-in sports bra to it, right? And I had right. said before that sports bras were really painful. Right, because so the strap runs. Yeah. So now I can put my swimsuit on and go down to the beach for a couple hours before I'm like, oh, I need to get out of this, which is way longer than I was before. Um, nice. This, the third treatment, I noticed standing in the shower, I when I would look down at my breasts, I wouldn't see a nipple on my left breast mm-hmm. because the breast was so swollen and the nipple was so inverted. Now when I look down, I can see a nipple. So that tells me on the outer edge of my breast, it is getting softer, right? you know, more jiggly. And at the bottom of my breast, this time I've noticed that it's gotten softer. The medial edge to the breast is still hard. Okay. These are all positive things though, because they don't, they don't do a scan in the middle, right? They wait until you're done before you get up. Yeah, there was conversations of when they would do a CT scan mm-hmm. and bone scan and redo a, a heart uh, echogram. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm not sure if they're going to do that halfway through or whether they're going to wait and do it at the end. They haven't decided yet. So far, my numbers are holding good. So far, things seem to be moving in a positive direction. So I think they're just happy with kind of the status quo right now. I think that's all fabulous news. And then the bigger part, even though it is 12 weeks, that phase two is the last phase, correct? It is, yes. So you're 12 so, weeks away from being done, hopefully. At Thanksgiving, I'm going to do the chemo happy dance that I'll be done for Thanksgiving. How wonderful. And, um, going into November is gratitude. A lot of people do gratitude stuff. I'm like, ooh, mm -hmm. this year for Thanksgiving, I'm going to be grateful that I'm done with chemo. Right. And, yeah. Uh, and fingers crossed that I'm looking ahead to surgery. Yeah. Because if, if things keep moving in the direction that they're moving in, then I'll qualify for surgery. And that's a big, that's my big next step. Right. Right. No, that is wonderful. And honestly, you know, we, we have made a little joke about timing earlier, but that's actually really good timing <laughs> to it be is. coming and out of it pre-holidays. Yes. And my, um, my clients all said, you know, if you have to have surgery in December, they're happy to do recordings because uh, they're busy with their holiday stuff and family right, stuff. Yeah. And they're like, Everybody's... it's a perfect time for you to take some time off and send us recordings. Right. Because everybody else is only half in it anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because of so all it, the other things. It does seem like divine timing. And I think given the cancer continuum, I yeah. think that I'm pretty lucky on the, on the, you know, on that part that I am on. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, I am uh, so grateful that, things are going well for you and it has been an honor to to be beside you through this first part of your journey and I wish you the very best as you embark on this second part I know that we'll have some time at the end of the month here where we're going to get to spend some time together with the moon ladies and um I'm I think we're all really counting on you not being too wiped out for that adventure. Um, so that's, that's the big hope. Um, I don't know. What is, what is your advice thus far for anybody who's, who's maybe just new, new keep to living, this? Keep living life because even though I don't feel like going into work or maybe I was like, Oh shoot, how am I going to do my kayak trip? Or, you know, how am I going to um, keep my energy level up for my Moon Lady uh, weekend? I find that once I get to those things and I do them, they lift my spirit and my energy so much that it's important to keep doing stuff and to keep looking at beauty. Um, like uh, Nick and I went to the Van Gogh exhibit. And even though going there, I was like, oh, how am I going to do this and walk around? And I don't feel great. Uh, you know, doing that and, and going to have some lunch and sitting by the Detroit River, it boosts my spirit and re-energizes it. It fills the cup, even though you think it's not going to fill the cup. So um, my suggestion is, is don't, don't decide that you're not going to do life. Keep doing life. I think that's beautiful. 
Well, thank you so much, Kim. We'll we'll check in again as you uh, move on through your next 12 weeks. Encourage Terrians, if you have anything, uh, any questions for Kim or words of inspiration, you know where to find us on all things where uh, where the lotus grows. And um, if you want to share any of your story, maybe hit us up, info at where the lotus grows dot com. Thank you. Thank you. Show notes and resources grow on our website, wherethelotusgrows.com. If you're wanting to engage with the topics we present in a deeper way, it's a great place to go for a more immersive experience and links to pertinent show information. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or subscribe on our website to get our weekly blog, personalized weekly mantra, and links to listen to the show. We're so grateful for all the reviews, recommendations, membership support, and suggestions that you provide us. As always, our member platform is at patreon.com backslash where the lotus grows. This is where you can go to donate to the show to help keep us going and get a few rewards for your support. Thank you, Courageitarians. We love having you as our Sangha. Until next week, remember, though we are professionals in our field, the topics discussed and or advice given is general information and not intended as treatment or diagnosis. Please seek the guidance of a medical, integrative health, body work, or yoga therapy professional for full evaluation.